everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Log Box Guys. With me, as always, is some of my very best friends since I was a very little kid, Joshua. Man, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing well, thanks. How are you? What you drinking over there? I'm drinking an At Ease, just a nice, nice, nice little freaking lager from uh, from Treehouse. It's got a pretty color to it, nice brown. Nice little caramel in there. You can't yeah. see it now. Now it just looks yeah. like Polaris. Mm. Polaris's boobs. Tommy, how you doing? What are you drinking? I'm doing okay. I am drinking some Grangestone Double Maturation PX Cherry uh, Cherry Finished uh, Scotch. It is delicious. I, I, I don't know if I'm spilling a little tea here, but should you be drinking that when you're trying a new medication? <laughs> oh, I'm not going to try that till tomorrow night. Smart, smart. I got to get up way too early tomorrow to start that. <laughs> <laughs> Damn right you do. Mikey, how you doing over there, buddy? What are you drinking? I'm doing fine. I am drinking an A&W Zero Sugar Root Beer because I have no alcohol in my house. Huh. <laughs> and how's that working out for you? I hate everyone. <laughs> and that's like the polar opposite of everything you stand for. Speaking of polar, this week we're talking about Polaris. Sometimes daughter is always a daughter of Magneto. Sometimes. Sometimes, Sometimes daughter Sometimes. of Magneto. <laughs> Sometimes not so much daughter of Magneto. Magnetrix. Magnetrix. Terrible name. Nice. Yeah. That was her first uh, superhero name. Really? Magnetrix. Terrible Queen of the Mutants. Sounds like just a femdom who tortures you with magnets somehow. Yeah. Like, actually, that's on your piercings. That's now not, that I'm that's, hearing it, yeah, it that's, yeah. trying that's, to. Yeah. I would, uh, I would sign up for that course. That. Yeah. 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 Uh, Mikey, did you want to give us a little background on our good friend Magnetrix? <laughs> Uh, sure. Uh, I just want you to just feel right there, Tom. Oh, geez. All right. Well, we know. We may, oh, I can feel it. Can you feel it? You know why you're feeling it? it? I because feel like Steranko Mater. <laughs> that's right. Arnold Drake and Jim Steranko created Polaris. She first appeared in the X-Men number 49, although her her main debut was in X-Men number 50, both of which I own. Aha, I'm starting to own this shit now, LT. Screw you from last week. Uh, she was uh, the one of the first X-Men of, or one of the last X-Men to come around in the 1960s. The uh, next episode, we'll talk about Havoc, who was the last one from the 60s. But she was really not successful as a, an X-Men. She had a lot of problems. First of which was she was introduced to the X-Men by dating their gay member, Iceman. And then it all went downhill from there. Her mutant powers include magnetism. And at one point, her secondary latent powers kicked in where she would grow really big and be invulnerable and have super strength, but they kind of just uh, swept that under the table because that didn't make any sense, and they went back to magnetism. She has been a member of the X-Men, X-Factor, the Star Jammers, the Acolytes, and, and the Horsemen of Apocalypse. Uh in addition to being able to control magnets, she uses her magnetic abilities to fly. She can create force fields. She can see in the electromagnetic spectrum, which I think that's just the spectrum, right? I don't know. 
And she is able to eliminate toxins and drugs very quickly from a person's system. She's she's one of the uh, how can I phrase this? She's one of the women in refrigerators of the X-Men universe because they have done such horrible shit to her uh, for no apparent reason. She's a nice enough gal, but uh, she has had not had luck starting with her relationship with Iceman and then falling in love with Havoc, uh, the, her on-again, off-again relationship with Havoc which uh, resulted in her having mental issues. She was taken over by, uh, who's the crazy? Malice. Malice, yeah, take you over, make you dress slutty. As Malice yeah. took her over, <laughs> she's lost her mutation for a while, then she gained it back. She was kidnapped for a while, and then turned into an acolyte and she had split personality disorder, blah, 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 blah. She's had a really shitty time. Never can get a straight answer whether Magneto is really her dad or not. He is. He is. is. I mean, wouldn't you have a bad time if like you got engaged to somebody and then you found out that person was, was Cyclops brother. I've had about enough of your summer's bashing. Thank you, Tom. You're welcome. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, she's she was one of the like well, like I said, at the end of the 60s, she's one of the last X-Men introduced because uh, a few issues after they introduce her, they just give up on the X-Men and start reprinting old <laughs> issues. <laughs> For like two or three years till uh, Claremont's like, I can do something with this. So, yeah, doesn't have a lot of good X-Men storylines, in my opinion. I love her in X-Factor, though. Uh, I think that's where she really shined. Uh, She even managed to, in the volume three or four of X-Factor, who knows, Marvel, I can stop doing that. Uh, She was the team leader, and she was very competent as a team leader. It kind of was like the mother for the team. I don't remember that uh, that particular run all that well because I wasn't a big X Factor fan. Uh, but I do remember the character. I, I liked the costume, I liked the power set. She was always kind of around, but never like in my mind a central figure. And I always kind of thought she was Magneto's daughter until I thought she was a Magneto's daughter. And I always saw her near the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants or part of the Brotherhood of Evil, Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, kind of in that way. That's kind of everything I remember about Polaris. She just wasn't a, a, a big figure in most of the comic books I read. How about you, Josh? So, she was one of those characters that you always thought was going to be a big... I, they they intermittently pushed her to the forefront to test whether or not she would become popular. And I don't think she ever was. And Point as a character... Order. Popular enough... When they were uh, recently, I say recently, like 2019, when they were coming up with Jerry Duggan's new uh, X-Men series, they had 10 X-Men that the fans could vote on to be the final member of the X-Men team. And she did win. Really? Now, who? Yeah. Now, who she was up against, I don't know. But okay. Um, uh, I mean, she beat out Jubilee. So, I mean, that's saying something. Yeah. Well, I mean. Who wouldn't? 
Yeah, I I mean, so yeah, in the initial like phases, right, we were we were sort of hijacked into believing she was Magneto's daughter. And then, you know, then all of a sudden she is Magneto. And not all of a sudden, because Magneto's an android of Magneto claimed to be her father. And then years later, it turns out Magneto was her father. So my question is, how did the android know? Who, who, like somebody back? I don't think that it, I don't think they ever revisited that, and I'm sure there's probably a reason why because they don't care. But and, and I'm just saying, me? like, there's a there was a complicated background, and uh, and but somehow the android knew. Do you think the android took a leap to say this mutant with magnetic powers might be related to the other mutant with magnetic powers? It could have been a leap of logic, sure. But also then we have to ask ourselves, since Polaris can see into the magnetic spectrum, she should have known that thing was an android. (laughs) That's a good, I'll I'll go with that. (laughs) So somewhere in there, there's a mystery that is yet unsolved in my brain. And also, like, how come Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch were never like having over, her over for Thanksgiving? That's because Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch are not mutants. They uh, they were uh, oh, high evolutionary. They were mutated out of them. Sometimes they were the the son and daughter of Magneto. Sometimes they weren't. I think Magneto just told them that the, he was their dad, so they would listen to him. Yeah, yeah I mean, I did the same thing with Christopher. So well in the past. <laughs> You're not my dad. That didn't work. <laughs> so clearly, I mean, Magneto and I made a lot of the same mistakes. <laughs> just saying, over the years. Hanging out with the blob. <laughs> hey! <laughs> I'm working on it. Whoa, He's sorry. sitting right there, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you always... <laughs> that was Kermit the Frog. <laughs> I, I can't do a blob. I imagine that's how blob sounds. I imagine uh, that's how blob sounds, yeah. Yeah, a little bit. He probably overpronounces his bees. I bought a bubble for my friend Bertha. <laughs> She's a beautiful bubble. <laughs> uh, but as far as the character's concerned, I, I, like I said, I think they, she often, uh, uh, they make her very pointed in storylines and then she fades away very quickly and pointed in storylines and fades very quickly. She's just was real. Wasn't really consistent. And since I didn't read a lot of the X-Men before giant size X-Men number one, she was just sort of in the background at that point. Like she was a character, but she wasn't like a character character. When I so, first started reading the X-Men. So, in one of the versions of X Factor, again, fuck you, Marvel. There. She was the—I uh, was saying she was the team leader. On that team was Quicksilver, and Quicksilver called her his sister. Yeah. Okay. Okay. He wouldn't I, celebrate Martin Luther <laughs> King Day with her, but he would <laughs> celebrate Thanksgiving with her. Fair. Yeah. That's a I'm, whole. I'm just other... saying he's—he is like he would do anything for Scarlet Witch, but like. There's, like, nothing for, like, Polaris. Yeah, because he doesn't want to sleep with Polaris. Yeah. It's in comics. Look it up. Yeah, yeah I got. Yeah. I haven't found that particular comic. I got to get that one where 
they have to explain why Martin Luther King is actually a pretty good holiday to, to, to celebrate. And I forgot right. she was oh, pestilent. That, that's an vision of Scarlet Witch, Tom. During yeah. the whole apocalypse thing. I'll look for it. Yeah. 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 Pestilence, that's right, yeah. Pestilence, yeah. yeah How did she start... turn her powers to pestilence? No, no, the apocalypse just chose the four horsemen, right? So Angel became Archangel. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. He kind of kicked. He got a few different weird powers. So that's how she got the the whole thing where she can uh, uh, take viruses in and cleanse them very quickly. That's the uh, left. That's the leftover thing of pestilence. So, but, but what apocalypse did is he made basically metallic viruses so she could spread them. Ah. Uh, so, uh, but then after she gets unpestilences, now she uh, she's basically immune to disease and can manipulate that in some way. I don't know how, but that's that's sort of the leftover of uh, of his mark on her going forward. So she could have cured COVID for us, but she'd rather bend stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. pretty much. Uh-huh. Yeah, because creating dinosaurs are cool. Yeah. That's what I was going for. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, they are. All right. Totally fine. Does anyone have any last words on this character? I mean, she's important and she's cool. Uh, she just wasn't that much in the forefront for me. I, I think I remember Mimic from more comics than I remember Polaris. Oh, no. Polaris was like, yeah. I mean, I, she was in a lot of comics. It's just what I, I really yeah. remember her as, as Havoc's girlfriend. I, I've had enough of your summer's bashing. I do like the fact that the U.S. government was like, look, Polaris, we know you're kind of important to these other teams, but we're going to pay you a lot of money just in case your dad attacks hard targets. We just want you to counter him. Like, it's kind of nice, like, just getting a government paycheck to, uh, you know, just to stand around in case your dad shows up. Is that the worst thing? That's not the yeah. worst thing. Yeah. yeah. I'll take that money. Yeah, I'll take that money every day. Damn right. Yeah. Chiropractors yeah. aren't real, Josh. We'll show you. We'll just pay you. Show up and push your dad away from people he tries to adjust. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah. Fucking in. Or just unadjust them. Or just unadjust them. <laughs> right in the. <laughs> ah! Oh, uh, Cocksucker! Oh. <laughs> ah! Oh, why? why? Yeah, no, that seems like I'm shilling for my dad. <laughs> <laughs> ha! <laughs> I gotta go see a chiropractor. You know what? I do. I do. I do. <laughs> well, Mike, what do you got the front of the law box for us, then, buddy? At the front of the long box, I have. I don't know if you guys can Polaris see it. Crotch. Still Polaris's crotch. It, it Wait for looks it. Looks a lot Space like Age. Superman Space, Space Age. Age by, by Mark Russell. 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 Yeah, the it is. Man, it's good. And it is what good. I like about it is Mark Russell has taken the whole idea of. Uh, Superman and trying to like he has a very beautiful montage where Clark falls in love with Lois when she's telling him you know how the secrets of writing while she's moving away on a train it's just a very beautiful scene and the whole comic itself is a a Superman love letter and even though it's not in the normal continuity He's changing stuff around. It perfectly fits in because Pariah uh, from Crisis on Infinite Earths is the person who 
goes hopping from universe to universe witnessing their death. And he comes and tells Clark in the series, like, I I am cursed. I have to, I keep on witnessing the death of all these universes. And so he kind of foreshadows that, yes, this universe that we're telling this story in is all going to die um, and get swept away. So, spoiler, if you don't know who Pariah is. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I really, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, I really enjoyed the comic, too. It's good stuff. And now, so, and he's decade leaping, right, through that series? Yes. Yep. 60s, next uh, issue two is the 70s. It looks really good. I'm gonna. I, it's definitely on my list. I'm gonna read that time. Have you read that? Uh, I've read the first couple. It was very good. Right. But what do you got in the back of the long box, then, uh, big guy? I have Iron Man number fifty-five, the first issue with Drax the Destroyer, and also with Star Fox. Ah. Although Star Fox doesn't really do anything in this issue, uh, but in it. The Blood Brothers uh, come to Earth and abscond with Tony Stark. Drax kind of mentally contacts Tony and is like, hey, beware the Blood Brothers. And that's all he gets out. And Tony Stark faints that he's having a headache because he's in the middle of a meeting, skips out, don his Iron, Iron Man armor, tries to fight off these Blood Brothers as best he can, but he he can't really much against him he's taken away to titan where he has to free drax the destroyer and it tells the story of drax the destroyer's uh creation and it also tells a story about how thanos uh started his big feud with the other titans and how he wants to rule the universe and uh it's a it's a great old iron man story was this a Stranko story, or who was was this um, Kirby? No, it wasn't. It was a Jim Starlin uh, story with uh, Mike Esposito, and um, let's see, Mike Esposito doing Inch, and uh, Jim Jim Starlin also did pencils. So Jim Starlin wrote and did pencils, and uh, Mark Friedrich also helped with script. Okay, that makes sense. Starlin did a a lot of the Thanos stuff, so yeah. Sounds like so, a good read. I know you love those old style Iron Man ones, and so do I. So that's yeah. one I'll probably give this a listen is, to. This is a great book if you like, you know, if you you're into the Thanos stuff and want to get into some of the history, because it goes into all of that history and, like I said, shows the creation of Drax the Destroyer by Isaac. And uh, gets into all that. Well, all right, all right, all right. So you were you're reading it because you were trying to get ready for our panel on sexual assault, right? Yep. Star Fox. He's just in the background in one one little panel, and that's it. So we're going to be doing heroes. <laughs> so we're going to be doing a panel on sexual assault as portrayed in comic books at Pensacon. Coming up, uh, by the time you hear this, probably already be back because we're really lazy about producing. 
Bam. 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 Sorry, that was a little Spit bit of a side, a little bit of a tangent, a little bit of something to go off on, and that's usually Josh's purview. Josh, do you have a tangent for us? Yeah, I'm doing a callback to our earlier podcast. So if you're not already a Patreon member, you might not have heard our Patreon Patreon podcast, The Geek Leak, where we talk about all of our geeky things we did in the week pretty much besides comic books. But we had a conversation about a club we used to go to called The Rathskeller. And Tom, I was wrong and you were wrong. We were both wrong. So it did not burn. I forgot that the fire actually stopped short of The Rathskeller, but it had been purchased to make the Commonwealth Hotel and shut down. That was in 1997. Unfortunately for you, the Mighty Mighty Boston's, the last show they played there was December 12th of 1996. Right. So uh, no, I got one of those And we we went to see it in 1995. <laughs> and the last show at Rathskeller was Godsmack. Yeah, I definitely didn't see Godsmack. I'm out. <laughs> Not that I hate Godsmack. It's just not something I'd cross the street for. Yeah, so the Boston's last show there was December 12th of 1996. I'm going to keep it in my ever. mind the way I like it. That's, That's fine. okay with everyone. Hey, do your thing. Sure. Yeah. But what was your tangent there, bros? So uh, what is the uh, the musical act from our, our our youth that if you could you could travel back in time to a location and 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 a uh, and an act, who do you where do you go? Who do you see? So I can put different people in a different location if I wanted? No, no. It has to have been an actual show, hopefully. All right. Try for an actual show. We've seen some crazy shows. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, we we, we, we had a good run. <laughs> um, LT uh, and I were, I think, at the Billy Joel concert. Didn't you yeah. drive? Yeah. And the we boys, all drove in... In the Aspen. Yes. And the boys from Munson had been imbibing a little too much. And we had tickets. There, We were all sitting right in a row. And Billy Joel was starting a matter of trust. And he went, a one, two, a one, two, three. And that's when I believe Bill Darnley or Dave Gamblin, I can't remember which one, projectile vomited all over these girls right in front of us and they were freaking out and me and andy uh and yeah me and andy were like oh we're out and we just walked away the the other guys who stayed with them all got bounced. <laughs> we went back. We just found a different place to watch the concert from because it reeked of vomit. We didn't want to be there for that. And LT was our dri- our designated driver. Thanks, LT. Yeah. Nice job. Yeah. The guys who got kicked out were so pissed. Uh, who else was there? I don't re- LT, who else was there? Uh... I remember we stopped at Dunkin' Donuts beforehand to visit Tom, and it was you and me. I think um, Hal, it was Bill and Hal, Hal. I think Brandy Richardson was there. I'm trying to think of who else was there. Yeah, Eric the Allen. That uh, Hal screwed me out of a ticket. I think maybe Eric Allen also. Yeah, Eric Allen might have been there. Yeah, that was one of the crew. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Is that so? That's your. How is Josh not there? 
Josh, how were you not there? It's probably a school night, man. Yes, so. so we did not. We didn't always have the best of luck breaking Josh out on school nights for concerts. Uh, and if Hal was there, it depends when in that spectrum of time. Yes. No, this is yeah. pre, this is pre this is pre Coke Hal. Okay. Yeah. Also, yeah, it was definitely definitely no, there were there were no drugs in my car. <laughs> okay. Josh snaps on his that own trip. Neck. <laughs> oh, by the way, you've seen a billion great concerts. Oh, it's tough because there's a lot of bands that I used to like going to see that aren't around anymore. Um, you know, I mean, me and Mike have seen some great Cordelia's dad shows. I get a great mug. Tom got a great mug. You know, it might be worth it going to see Cordelia's dad at Club Passim so that we could get a second mug. Just in case. So that, so that good. you, Tom, wouldn't be without one all those years. You're good. Oh, my. oh my God. If I, It just occurred to me. Tom and I went to the greatest concert of all time. Oh, yeah. That was a good show. The Donnie Osmond Soldier of Love Tour where... <laughs> We drove through a blizzard to get there, and it was us and, I don't know, maybe 800 women, like really good-looking women, who were there to flood their basements watching Donny Osmond. Yeah. Uh, and they were all stuffed into what looked like old prom dresses to me and Mike. Like the first four rows were like the fan club because the fan club, Donnie was really good. I call him Donnie. We're friends. Uh, Donnie was real good about making sure his fans were taken care of. So his fan club got first dibs on tickets and they just bought up that whole first row and they did it up right. They really were like dressed like it was prom night and they were having a blast down there. We got the tickets free because I was the editor of my college paper. And one of the stipulations for always getting tickets to all the concerts was we had to review every single show we got tickets for, no matter what. I couldn't get anyone else to go to Donny <laughs> So it's my true. buddy you Mike. You asked me. You were like, yeah. please. And I'm like, no. And I you, thought, made, you made a mistake, my Mike, friend. I thought Mike bit the bullet for this one, but we ended up having the time of our lives. It was uh, a great show. He he we demanded puppy love so loud, so often. He was like, "Okay, I'm trying to do the new stuff, but I'll do, do one stuff, He was so polite. He was so nice. He really was. And Soldier of Love's not a bad song. I still have it on one of my fucking running tracks. Uh, that was a great show, but that wouldn't be the one I would go back to just because I am a sentimental guy. And uh, Dick Dale down in the Middle East, the wonderful night the two robbers showed up. That was a hell of a show, hell of a night. Well, Tom, I'm going to be even more sentimental. Oh, no. Ooh. I'm going back to the Invisible Men at the Transmission Theater so you and oh. I can roll into the ring for the first time, a <laughs> second time. Nice. That was the first time we were ever professional wrestlers. We were dragged in the back. We thought we were about to get bounced. And uh, Audra looked at us and said, you guys want a job? Yeah, pretty good. Well, Jeff, <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> and that's how we became pro wrestlers. That's a great concert. You got uh, one of the posters hanging up behind you. 
I do have one of the posters hanging up. I didn't realize this, Mikey, until I took a really good look at it. Uh, that was our actual tour. Yeah. And now I can actually, I look back at all the venues we went to. A couple of them are still standing. Uh, the Golden Dome in, in Chicago is hugely famous. It is a storied center. Second only to La Rat Cellar and CBGB's. Uh, when it comes to great venues in uh, in America, maybe not quite that level, but I mean it's it's way up there. Yeah, First Avenue, yeah. Twin Zones, or did own at the time. Yeah, we had a he great doesn't time. own it anymore. He's dead. Spoilers. <laughs> he's, spoiler. Come on, man. <laughs> was that everybody? I guess that was everybody. Yeah. 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 All right, that was a good one, Josh. Uh, Got a three day team uh, for us, Tom. Um. No, I didn't think of a 3 to 18 this week, and I just don't have one off the tip of my tongue. And I know LT's got a time schedule to keep, so I'm going to eschew for this one week. And instead, go right to the plugs. Of course, we're plugging Pentagon, which Mike already mentioned. We have five panels coming up, six unofficially, because I'll be uh, one of us will be hosting Tony's 50-year uh, uh, tribute. And um, I'm happy to do that. Uh, or if anybody else really wants to take the reins, they can come or just help me do that one. We're going to be running karaoke, the trivia night. We're going to have a great time. Yeah. we got a great place to stay. Josh, is your cousin coming down? I haven't heard from her. She's on vacation. All right. Is your cousin's friend coming down? <laughs> That's way more important. <laughs> we should have. Tony's probably got a place. Of yeah, course, they, they paid for Tony. Sure, of course. Dumbass. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if Tony just stayed with us? He's kind of, hey, everyone. Hey, Uncle Tony. <laughs> do, 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 do. Uh, I'll look around and see if anyone is looking for a room because, you know, it'd always be fun to have one more person in there. Or we can just stretch the hell out. We got a huge place. Josh is always the, the man when it comes to finding great uh, Airbnbs for us. And, uh, yeah, can't wait to do it. Should be a good time. All uh, the uh, my local comic book store is what, Mike? Great stories. Great That's stories. what they are. Great stories, <laughs> books and games, right here in Whitensville, Massachusetts. Uh, and I like to. Uh, if anybody likes watching live D and D game broadcasts, check out Amateurish Productions on Twitter and Twitch and a couple other things. Go watch those people. They're nice. Katie and Ben, good folks. All right. Cool. I'd like to thank Kirby Crackle for providing our geek rock music every week. You can check them out at KirbyCracklemusic.com, and they just released a new song. So go over there or go to Bandcamp. What's your song called? I didn't realize this would be a quiz, Tom. (laughs) Sorry about that, Mike. (laughs) I'd like to plug, I used to have that, Toys and Pop Culture Collectibles, uh, owned by Victor Nevado. You can go find them at V Nevado. That's V N A V E D O at msn.com. Uh, they are the ones that Victor is uh, the ones that I bought the spinner rack from to get from Mikey because oh, sweet. he had a spinner rack for sale and Mikey wanted one. And I saw it on Facebook and I'm like, Hey, Mikey, he must have got that email address right this? around the time he got that spinner rack brand new. Really? I got laughed by some millennials for having a, uh, a, uh, a Yahoo account. Yeah. <laughs> so I went and picked up a spinner rack for Mikey. Uh, thanks to Victor. 
And I'd also like to plug geekorthodox.com. 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 Hello, Tammy. Why would you help us with karaoke? Geekorthodox.com for very fine t-shirts and other geeky things such as stained glass prints, Johnny Skywalker rocks glasses, karaoke, you name it, they've got it at geekorthodox.com. If you want t-shirts, you got to go to ianlino.com for t-shirts because they don't got that at geekorthodox.com. They got all the t-shirts at ianlino.com. Just go see them at Pensacon. Yeah. Yeah. You know what you can't get from geekorthodox.com? Help with karaoke, apparently. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> apparently not. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to defend Tammy's decision not to help us with geek karaoke because remember the first year we were like, hey, you want to help us with geek karaoke? And she's like, okay. And we're like, okay, you do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> and we did nothing but claim credit for it. <laughs> also fair. Fair. But we did also plug fair. their stuff a lot. <laughs> yeah, we increase their sales by at least three t-shirts a year. Oh, yeah. yeah. Easy. 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 It's only because we insist on buying our t-shirt from them. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. 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 Um, anything else? I mean, there's a ton of great stuff. What's the name of that delicious drink? Is it called a Bushwhacker? Yes. The local drink. Yes, oh. it is a bushwhacker. Bushwhacker, yeah. Or bush something. So. Bushwhacker. Bushwhacker, yeah. yeah. Well, that... Yeah, it comes that over... It doesn't exist so. anymore, so I think, yeah, I think it's a bushwhacker. Yeah. It, it wasn't just in that bar. It was a local drink, and... Oh, uh, yeah, they have, a fe- they have a festival for it. Oh. Yeah, the Bushwhacker Festival, yeah. At least that's what Diane told me when she was p- pouring these things into me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The Bushwhacker mm-hmm. Festival. The Bushwhacker Festival. Yeah. That's what I'm I think thinking about. You can it sounds still like get them down at the Rat Cellar. Ah, <laughs> oh, that was a wow. great bar. That was a great bar. It was a great bar. I remember the last night I was there. Uh-huh. <laughs> Third person ever thrown out of that place. <laughs> All right, guys, I think that will do it for us for this week's episode of the Longbox, guys. Thanks everyone for uh, coming out and supporting us. Don't forget to uh, do our Patreon Patreon page. At the Longbox Guys Patreon, backslash, forward slash, who knows? That money goes to the Elizabeth Peabody House, a great little place for uh, people who are just getting started here in the uh, country. People of low income can get uh, child care, they can get after school care, and then, of course, they can use the food bank, which I happen to run. All the money does go there, and uh, we really do need the help, and it's uh, a good cause. It is. Oh, what? I've. Uh, one more last thing. Mindy's Mind Forum. Um, she is, uh, uh, excuse me, Mendy, M E N D Y, Minds Foundation. She is helping Ukrainian refugees also. I just met her uh, this past week. Really, uh, give me your silver contact information. We're going back in June, and we're going to do a little bit of help, and uh, maybe we can hook up and help uh, do something with them. Okay. Uh, supplies yeah, over. Yeah. She's from the Ukraine. She is uh, helping refugees when they get into the U.S. Terrific. The thing I kind of want to do on my next trip out is actually uh, help families who have someone trapped, uh, you know, somewhere that they're having trouble getting out of, and uh, getting the hell out. 
That's my next mission in, because I'm loco. Yes, you are. <laughs> and thanks again for everyone for listening, and have a great day. Thanks from... Oh, wait, I almost forgot all the other stuff. Mikey, yeah, what's this podcast like this Thanks for the long box, guys. Bye-bye. Love you. Bye-bye. Oh, Mikey, what's your deal? Tom, let's go to sleep. Tom, let's go to sleep. Go to sleep, Tommy. Bye-bye. Yeah, go to sleep. Bye-bye. Put you down. Bye-bye.